0: Welcome to another episode. Oh, I was going to do a different entry. Okay. Konnichiwa. Welcome to another episode of Daddy Unscripted, uh, the podcast that is a dad, me, talking with other dads about being dads and other things that aren't really about being dads. But on this episode, it will be myself sitting with Jose Rosado to discuss uh, him being uh, basically The stepdad, well, you'll get all the information uh, during the podcast. So Jose, I was really stoked to be able to fit this podcast in. He uh, has his own podcast called The Angry Millennial Show, and he lives out in uh, Baltimore area right now and is from Philly. And he and I have known each other for a couple of years now uh, through his girlfriend, who is a very good old friend of mine. And um, it's just a very kind of funny kind of way that we all got to knew, know each other, et cetera. And they were out for two days in Santa Monica and I didn't I didn't put it on my calendar correctly. So I had to really quickly that day just kind of work everything out to drive up there. And we recorded pretty late on the night, they were both, he and Jessica were there and Jessica was basically asleep during most of this podcast. But we powered through one of those late night conversations that I think made it uh, all the more a little bit different than uh, it might be during a midday podcast, because you know, sometimes you just kind of at night talk a little bit more fluidly and loosely than you would during the middle of the day. So I think it uh, brought us into some different parts of a conversation, especially when we did our fork in the road episode that you can listen to after this. Uh, But this will be the main episode with Jose Rosado of the Angry Millennial Show. So let's get to it. Okay, so we are here with Jose Rosado. Nice. Do I need to roll that R at no. the front? I'm very big <laughs> on my R-rolling skills.
1: No, it's fine. Only when there's two of them. One's fine. Okay. Yeah, when you say one, just Rosado. Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh, so we're here with Jose in a... Uh, we'll give a little... So, oh, yeah. So before we get into the heart of everything, we'll give a little background um, on all of, of the this. the ambiance that we got going well, on Well, the ambiance and the... Oh, how this is four years Yeah, in the making? how this is yeah, all yeah, yeah. coming about yeah. and what, what or not. So, Jose is dating. I guess that's, a, I mean, that no, seems yeah. like such a weak term for it. <laughs> you are,
1: we did everything backwards. Like we have the kids, we have the house in the suburbs. Right. We just
0: didn't have that party where yeah. people give you a bunch of free shit. Yeah. And, yeah. You, and you
1: get like a joint bank account. We're not married.
0: Yeah. 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 Basically so, married, though. Yeah. To raising two, a very old friend of mine, Jessica, Uh who I have known from God, from it's almost ten years. Funny, yeah, from days of Flickr. Yeah, I remember those days. Um, Yeah, which is probably easily ten years ago now or so. And gosh, I didn't even have—I don't think I had kids yet Mm -hmm. when she and I first became friendly. And then, and she had her two kids already, Mm -hmm. and. Uh, went through all of the, which, of course, we'll get into to some extent, the ending of her marriage. marriage, yeah, Yes, yeah. the amazing suck that was. We call that, we call that, that the dark period. <laughs> yeah, the dark period. Um, I, I finally met Jessica in person after knowing her probably for already five or six years mm-hmm. and shot her brother's wedding. She also came along with me. Uh, I was supposed for- to go to that, by the way. Oh, were you really? Yeah. You would have been a much better date. Yeah. On that, at (laughs) that event. Another dark period. (laughs) That's like not even dark is not a word for that. That's a medieval game of Thrones, red wedding. It was, it was
1: very, very medieval period.
0: And then she came out and hung out, um, when I was, uh, shooting Dave Matthews band in, uh, Atlantic city. Mm -hmm. And then we shot a wedding together uh, in Colorado. Yep. I don't think, I think that was the last time we saw each she, other. Well,
1: here, that's the funny thing. I told her it was a wedding in Colorado. She said it was her brother's wedding.
0: I think maybe you're, I think maybe she she's like, right. The, maybe her brother's wedding, wedding, wedding was, was like was in after the that.
1: summer and then her brother's wedding was in the fall. The next,
0: Yeah, that's probably right. Yeah, And then I think shortly after her brother's wedding mm-hmm. was when you officially, you you already knew each other. Yeah, we
1: met the summer before
0: her brother's wedding. Okay, it was that long before. Yeah. Okay. But
1: it was uh, like, so when we were there, she was, you know, I mean, let's get into it. She was in this weird period. You know, like, imagine being a a mother of two children getting kicked out of your house, saying you're going to get separated from your husband and having nothing. So she clung on to whatever was around her, and it was this, you know, this guy when we mentioned his name, she was dating yes. from DC.
0: Yes.
1: That was when I met her, that was actually how I met her. I met her. I I, I did a photo shoot with her and her boyfriend at the time. And so that was
0: the first time you guys met. Yeah. And that oh, was, okay. that
1: was in like June, June. Okay. That year. Yeah. And then we had, we had met on Facebook and we we're talking like earlier that winter. Mm-hmm. And then she, she said, "Oh, I want to do a photo shoot with, you know, my, my boyfriend. And I was like, okay. And she put it out in the summer and then she started telling me, "Oh, like we're on the rocks. I don't know if I'm going to still do the photo shoot." And mm-hmm. I was like, "Well, whatever. If you want to come up yourself, either way, it's fine." And um, we did it, and it was literally the most, it was one of the most fucking awkward photo shoots I've ever done. I, I not even, it. but not even in the sense of like the like if there was tension between us. Yeah. No, it was just like she told me this guy, like, "Oh, he models, on this, you know, he models a little bit. And yeah, yeah, he's a good looking guy." And I was yeah. like, "Sure." And he did nothing but give me blue steel the entire yes. fucking time. Yes. And we we're shooting like lifestyle stuff. I'm like, dude, don't even look at me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not even here. You're looking at her. Yeah, look at her. Yeah. And and, and you just kinda kinda like laugh with each other and talk to each other. He's like yeah. this the whole time.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I totally believe. even from the wedding, like just kind of hanging out and whatever. Right. I think maybe it was a couple months later that we were looking at some of those pictures and she was like God, what is this? What is this look that he's giving? And I'm like, <laughs> I have no idea. It was, yeah, it was horrible.
1: It was horrible. And and I got to a point where like I literally had to had to give him the old heave ho and yeah, say, yeah. "All right, guys, let's break up and do some individuals." And I just shot her for the next hour, and he totally he like he could he could pick up on it. He wasn't yeah. towards the end. He wasn't really liking me, and uh and it was fun. And that was how we first met. And then you know after that. Uh, you know, she kind of knew that that relationship was a joke, and yeah, and I, I was never one to swoop in on other dudes, so at the same time, we just hung out like we right. hung out maybe two or three times after that. And I told her, like, If you're gonna be with him, it's fine. Um, but I had had a couple of long term relationships that ended really shitty, yeah, before that. And I was a starving artist, you know, photographer living young, my own in Philly, and then uh, I got a job working from home still um, for a company in New York. So I was making good money mm-hmm. and I was on my own living in a great neighborhood in Philly. Now I moved out of the hood, you know, we then started dating probably around Valentine's day
0: the next year. Okay.
1: And that was when it was real serious, getting serious. And mm-hmm. we were, we did the whole remote thing with her living in Baltimore and me living in Philly for like a year and a half. Yeah. Two yeah. years. And it wasn't bad. Because that was when it's not too far. It wasn't too far. It's yeah. only an hour away. But it was also when when she was that. So in Maryland, you have to be separated a year before you can file for divorce, which mm. fucking sucks. So oh, you can crazy. just you can imagine this was a two and a half year divorce. You went yeah. Through. So uh, during that time when they were separated, they had fifty fifty custody. So the kids um, would go back and forth every two three days within, mm-hmm. with parents, which sucks. Oh
0: yeah. Especially
1: when they're at the time they were six and seven mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so now they're uh, 9 11 you know so it was you know it, w- it was tough and but it was good for us in a sense because for jess she got to like every time she dropped the kids off she just came straight to philly right like you know and 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 hung out in philly for a few days and went back down and then when she got her own place with a roommate um in 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 baltimore then I would just come down there, so it was like she'd come up to visit me with, without the kids. Yeah. Then I'd come down there and hang out with her and the kids in her place. So it wasn't bad, you know. And we got like that nice break, you know, right, like where right. we could still go to the city, and, and she loved Philly. She's not a huge fan of Baltimore, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think that's anyone who's born and raised in an area. It, you know, you yeah, just don't like you where get you're tired from. Tired of it, yeah. So, yeah. So then, then we we went full bore into. Adulting for me, at least. Adulting. Uh, adulting. When when we said uh, we we kind of said, well, we gotta kind of shoot to get the pot here, and and the the divorce was getting dragged out, and I was getting so fucking pissed because yeah. for a long time they were gonna move to Philly, so I was right, looking houses, that, I was looking yeah. houses and shit, and thankfully I fucking didn't, but because then he started saying, well, I don't want them to leave the school they're in because the school they're in is a good school, mm-hmm. and so I was like, you know what, I was like, screw this. I'll just move down there. Then you can't say shit. Mm-hmm. You can't hold anything over us anymore. Right. And we'll just end this because this is getting ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, that's what we did. So that first year was, was tough because it was a, for me, it was a big transition personally because I lived in, in some city for like the last, like know, collectively, maybe like seven years of my life. And then before that was back in the suburbs, with my parents, but I hated it.
0: Yeah. You know? So like I moved back to the suburbs. Right. In a different area. In a, yeah,
1: in a, a whole new state. Yeah. I didn't know anyone, yeah. I literally, and I still don't know. I have, like, two friends. Um, yeah. So I didn't know anyone, and it was just her and her family. So so for me, it was tough because I was now the furthest away from the rest of my family I'd ever been. Mm-hmm. And um, and I have a brother and a sister, older, and uh, we all have kids. So, they have, you know, we have two kids each. Everyone. Mm-hmm. So so it was like, that was tough. And then we, it went from, I was, like, the part-time dad you know mm-hmm. like every couple of days i'm I'm the one doing fun shit with them and yeah. then all of a sudden everything changed and it became well now we have them five days a week every day you pick them up from school you drop them off you you do homework you do the reprimanding you do all this kind of stuff yeah so it was it was a change for everybody and it was funny I and mean, we talked about this show right mm-hmm. and 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 talking about being a dad and being parenting and stuff like that and and people i tell them all the time they're my kids and then they'll kinda of do the math, you know, if they didn't know me and go, Right, right. I don't remember yeah. any pictures on your Facebook six and years then I, ago. Yeah. And then I go, Well no, they're my girlfriend's kids from a previous marriage. Yeah. Um, but I mean, at the same time, I'll tell people flat out, like, if I'm living with them, holding them when they cry, hugging them when they're happy, you know, uh, cheering them on in sports, you know, doing all that stuff, I'm I'm they're my fucking kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. To put that step word in there just to to me, it's stupid. Right. You know, and if anyone ever asks, I still don't ever say it. I'll yeah. just say they're my, my girlfriend's kids from a previous marriage. Yeah. <gasps> you know, it's not like their dad's dead. He's still around. Right. You know, so he's their father, you know, but, yes. but I, I'm, I'm biological. The guy, yeah. I'm the guy who raises him pretty much yeah. because he's not really ever around.
0: Right. So that is actually a, a a good version of that term. I I guess some people call their dads. Father, but those kids probably are Amish, (laughs) or (laughs) or or something like that. Right, Um, yes. Yes. Or
1: or if they're European, Papa. Yeah, exactly. But
0: father is like a. It's a very formal. Yeah, dry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And a dad is like in my mind. If I hear the word father, I'm thinking of you know it's somebody who has created this child and. Whatever, and the dad is like, you've you're taking this kid to the ballpark with you, and yeah. you're doing this stuff. Like, so I right. think dad is kind of a is a more endearing and intimate term. Whereas, you know, it's
1: funny they uh, when we had that whole conversation because for a long time they would just call me Jose, mm-hmm. and I was fine with it. I didn't give a shit, you know. But then when we moved in together and it was more serious, Jess wanted to have the conversation where we wouldn't force him to call me anything. But it had to be something other than Jose. Yeah. Right? So we started getting into it, and uh, you know, we they brought up dad, and and they were like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and I go, look, I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Yeah. You know? So don't worry about it. You know, and and then they started going, well, what do you think? And I go, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, I'm Puerto Rican, so I call my dad Poppy. Like, uh, and they go, all right, we'll do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's what they call me. And it uh, was so funny because you know we'll get into it like i think about you know and i think especially like you said that that i came in they were already like pretty much body trained and
0: right right and they could
1: you know take care of themselves pretty much yeah that i didn't have a lot of those early on experiences and and especially for my parents you know so Mm -hmm. for my parents i tell my dad like you know he loves them like they're their own grandkids you Mm -hmm. know my parents and and when i tell them like man, like they, they call me popular. Like they kind of fucked with me a little bit, you mm-hmm, know, like that mm-hmm. was like, cause then I started like, like we, we get into, and you talked about, I started thinking about the relationship with my dad and, yeah. and what it was like growing up and all the similarities. And what's really funny is Riley. who's our son. He, he's, he's going to be 11 in May. He does these, these things that I kid you not, I swear like cosmic karma mm-hmm. because I did it to my dad when uh-huh. I was his age, but he has no fucking clue about it. Right, right, right. So I don't, and I'm sitting here going, how does he know? So like the big thing is my dad, and we'll, we'll, we'll get into that, I guess right now, uh, was a military guy, right? So it's smartest guy I knew, mm-hmm. retired captain in the army, all this stuff. And he, a loving guy, don't get me wrong, but he's not very affectionate, mm-hmm. right? Like it's a generation, you know what I mean? That generation yeah. just wasn't very affectionate. Yeah, yeah. So- my mother was more the affectionate one in our family, and my mm-hmm. father was more the disciplinar- disciplinarian. But again, it wasn't like we never spent time together. We went to races together. We got to NASCAR. We go to IndyCar. He, you know, he played baseball with me, played football with me. Like he would do all this stuff. Yeah. But when it came like actual affection, eh, you know, right? So what I would do is I would hug him, right? I and mean, when he got later in his years, he had a little, little gut to him, so I used to hug him and I call him Fat Man, like uh, like Stewie from <laughs> Family Guy. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: And I go, Come on, what's up, Fat Man? Like hug him and. He'd be like, ah, come on, come on, come on, get off, you know? Yeah. And then if you ever actually gave him a hug, like when you got older, he'd, he'd hug you and he'd go, like he'd do like the three pat. And yeah. The, the, the quick, three pat was yeah, like, yeah. let go. Like the three pat and release. I'm done. Yeah. Like, why are you still touching me? <laughs> yeah. And and it was so funny because I would, I knew that would bother him growing up. So that's what I would do. I'd go up and I'd hug him and I'd squeeze his belly and I'd poke him and he'd like, ah, get, get off me. <laughs> and then Riley I don't, because obviously I don't do that with my dad now. I'm 30 years thirty right. something years old. Right. But Riley, when he know, like when he's already in trouble, when I'm yelling at him mm-hmm. and being like, dude, stop. You, you were funny. Now you're, now you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And if you, do, you don't keep going, you're going to get more trouble. Yeah. So just stop. And then he'll go, come on. And he'll start <laughs> hugging me. Oh, and geez. I'm going, dude, fuck Stop! <laughs> this is exactly what my dad yeah. Now I know why he got so angry. And I'm going, that's I'm the going way like, it happens. Yeah. And I'm going, how, how the hell, but how would he know that? Right. That's he's so not funny. biologically yeah. mine. So you can't say it's like, oh, he's a chip off the old block. Right. But I don't know fucking how. It's and it parental
0: karma. <laughs> it totally is. Like, it, I, I hear about it from so many dads and moms, like, right. even with my wife, our two kids. The elder is basically me <laughs> and the younger is my wife. Yeah. So, whenever he's a total terror and super stubborn and whatever, even her mom will say, That's what you get. He's totally you, and you are finally reaping what you sowed for so many years. Yeah. And the same thing with Delilah, with our daughter. Like, she is, she will do those things just patterned things that just drive you up a wall Mm -hmm. and that was so me when I was a kid and I would you know ask you to do something 500 times because it just rubbed me the right way and (laughs) I I, like think back to so many things that I used to say to my dad oh do it again do it again (laughs) do it again and I, I can't imagine how annoying I was but now I know.
1: Yeah, no, and it's true. I mean, like Jess, same thing. So Lyric, our daughter, she's uh, just her nine, and same thing. She's a carbon copy of Jess. Yeah, like the way she acts, the the mannerisms, the yeah. the sassiness at times, and you know, even the way they both think they're cats. So Lyric mm-hmm. will legit hiss at you, but it's like fucking scary. Like I'm not even <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. Like to the point where if if you piss her off. Her, like, I'm not even kidding. Her back goes arched like this, and she backs up into a corner. Yeah, like a real fucking cat. And I go, how? Don't ever do that again. <laughs> yeah, i yeah. to call an exorcist. Yeah, here. seriously. And then two, uh, Jess's thing is she's always cold. So if she finds like, a little patch of sunshine somewhere on the floor, she'll lie on the floor like a cat. Like, she'll find awesome. the one little patch of sunshine yeah. in the house and lie there and take a nap that's fantastic <laughs> like, oh you both are, are so alike in the cat ways it, it's it's fucking scary
0: that's glorious <laughs> so let's go let's jump back into yeah. what we kind of tapped in on so your dad was born and raised in the US or no? no in Puerto Rico okay so start with him then so
1: yeah so my uh my father's father and if I'm butchering this he'll tell me but was a, a Floor manager for Budweiser in Puerto Rico. Oh. So, you know, he worked there and my father is, has like four brothers, one of five, uh, a sister who passed away from breast cancer uh, in the nineties and he's the oldest. So he was always that kind of, uh, I mean, he literally, I remember he drove his mother, my grandmother to the hospital when she was having like his youngest brother. You know, he growing up, same thing. I mean, his father, my grandfather, was that hardworking generation. You know, mm-hmm. fought in Korea and and just provided for your family, and you worked a job, and you and that was it. Right. And so he wasn't very affectionate either. Mm-hmm. Um, but the great thing was they had a great relationship that me and my father have. That he said that was the guy I went to for advice over everything. Mm-hmm. I'm talking because he was also in the military. So like you know, advice about that when my dad became an officer and, and you know, going from, from buddy to, you know, your boss, right? Yeah, yeah. And that kind of thing. And um, his, you know, career, marriage, everything. Everything mm-hmm. he went to. And it was really sad that uh, as my grandfather got older, uh, he suffered from Alzheimer's. So it got to a point where, I mean, he passed away when I was 14. Oh, wow. So I was, a, I was like a freshman in, in, uh, in high school. Mm-hmm. And he... Didn't know how I was or, or most oh, other people. So that's the worst. My dad, uh, we would talk sometimes, thinking, and he would tell me he we would like as I got like I said I'm gonna get into this more. But as I got older, we started having a lot more heart to heart, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And we'd go out um, at the front of the porch on the house, and he would smoke cigars and drink, and I I would just drink beer, and he would drink his Johnny Walker that he's a huge fan of, and and tell me like that was the hardest thing was that towards the end he couldn't go to his dad for advice anymore. And yeah. then Especially when obviously he passed away. Right. Um, you know, it was really hard. And, you know, he, he told me all the same things. He goes, he was the smartest guy, but he knew his limits, you know, like he knew like he just wasn't very affectionate and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, but he was still, you had a great relationship with him. And that was the same exact way I would talk about my dad. Yeah. I would say my dad grew up, you know, as a baby boomer grew up with that, you know, generation so, you know, hugging isn't really a normal thing, right. you know, um, and all that kind of stuff. We're talking about your feelings that much. But when we were growing up, it, it was that, you know, it was my mom was the caregiver and I would see their their dynamic where they're complete opposites in that sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my dad would yell at my mom because they're being too soft on us. And then my mom would yell at my dad's being too hard on us. Yeah. And. It was that. from. It still is my entire life. Oh, yeah. But what's funny is when I met Jess and when she met my parents early on and then, you know, still continue to hang out with them and stuff like that. We literally and Jess, you can attest to this. We'll we'll sit in my parents house in New York and we'll hear my parents fucking arguing in the other room. Mm -hmm. And we'll look at each other and go, oh, my God, that's so us. (laughs) Like they have the same fights. Yeah. yeah. The same dumb shit. And that to me was when it kind of started even more so coming full circle, you mm-hmm. know, like with Jess, she's a little soft mm-hmm. and the kids even get to the point where they're like, they'll, they'll pull shit on
0: her. Right. Right.
1: Like, uh, like Lyric, if I yell at her and put her to and send her to her room, she'll come down crying. And, and I'll tell her Lyric, like, you know, you got in trouble and you know what happened, you know what you did and, and you just, you got to suck it up and you got to go upstairs. And then Jess would be like, well, we should go check on her. She, she's fine. But she's really, she looked really upset. She's playing with you. Like, she's fine. And then literally, I would go up like half an hour later. And she's quietly, just literally, just playing with her toys. Like, not even, doesn't even give a shit, right? Yeah, yeah. And then just, I'll be walking down the steps. And Jess is walking up. I want to go check on her. I just did. (laughs) She's literally fine. So she goes and walks in. And I'm not even down the steps yet. And I hear Lyric crying. What the fuck? I go, what have you do, undone, do, You do realize she's doing it because now she knows yeah. you're gonna let her come out of time, come out of you know timeout, yeah, yeah, come downstairs because you're pulling at your heartstrings. And Jess is like, "That's not true." I go, ten seconds earlier, she was completely fine playing with a horse. Yet yeah, she goes inside, she's mm-hmm. crying to you. Mm-hmm. Come on, she's playing you. But, you know, again, it, it, it's I think that's any marriage or any relationship. You have to have that give and take. Right. If we were both exactly the fucking same, that would be really confusing to a kid. Yes. Yeah. And so I, I'm cool with that. Uh, Jess, I know at times we, we, you know, we butt heads, you know, she thinks I'm too hard. We literally have each one of us has a pet name. That sounds weird. Each one of us has a spirit animal in the family.
0: Oh, a spirit animal. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
1: So Jess is an emu. You ever seen one of those? Mm It's an ostrich, much uglier, Yeah, runs a lot faster.
0: Sorry sorry about that. (laughs) Sorry about that much uglier part. It's fine.
1: But a general disheveled appearance, like any mother, right? So she... Not our moms are like that. I'm just saying you guys do a lot of work and it's stressful. You get frazzled. Yeah. So we. I started calling her that. And then she flipped out one day and goes, you're a fucking sea cow. I'm like, what? A manatee? And she's like, Yeah, you're a cow of the sea. I'm like, Well, that's just rude. I didn't I didn't pick an emo because they were bulbous looking, but fine, you know, like fine, you know? So then the kids started hearing this and we're like, Well, we want in. So Lyric is because she's just like Jess, is mini emo, oh. All right. Mm-hmm. And Riley, <laughs> I don't know why he picked this, he wants to be a penguin. And I was like, Okay. And I go, the only thing I can imagine was he must have watched like March of Penguins right, or something. Right. But but he laughed because look, we both got flippers. Right. <laughs> So, so literally. What what I what they say to me is when I'm being a dick around the house, they go, here comes manatee ruling with oh, the iron flipper. Oh yeah. So they go the iron flipper and it kills me. I'm a fucking Gestapo, man. Yeah, you gotta you,
0: you know You gotta <laughs> raise the iron flipper every once in a while. Put these emus and yeah. mini emus in their places, apparently. Yeah,
1: no, it's true, and it
0: works. So your uh, dad obviously yeah. is has that generational gap with you and you. Well, I'll say
1: this he he does, but at the same time, he's smart enough to know that our generation, right? The millennials and stuff. Cause I'm, I'm on that, I'm on the tail end of it, but I'm still in it. Man, it fucking sucks. Like technology is great and all that stuff the last 15 years, but when you look at like college education and job market yeah. and the recession. It was a shitty deal that we, yeah. got, we got dealt. And my father, I remember, like, so to rewind a little bit, when I was in high school, we, we butt heads because he, I didn't take school serious enough. Mm-hmm. And and I was just more about partying and girls and cars and sports. And I, I didn't care about school. And then when I, when I had to go to college, it was, you know, well, this is what you're supposed to do. And I was like, oh, okay. I was working full time in a studio at the time. Going, going to school full time at night mm-hmm. and I was working at a club on the weekends. So like, I didn't have any downtime for anything. Yeah. And I think I graduated with like a three, seven or three, six. Mm-hmm. And it was Oh eight. <laughs> it was a fucking even worse time oh, to look geez. for a job. Yeah. So it was, it was just shitty. And, uh, and that was when I was 20, what, 24, 25 around then. Mm-hmm. And um, I quit my job at the studio I moved to Philly and that was a tough thing too. So that was another thing where it was like, you're doing well, you have a job. What the fuck are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I just said, I-, I just can't do it anymore. I'm sorry. Like I'm going to move to Philly and I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to find something. Yeah. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. But what was interesting was I think at that time, my dad, he saw that, you know, and mm-hmm. he, he, it hurt him, you mm-hmm. know, because because me, like a lot of people in my, my age, I'm 32 now we we were just being told all the time what to do. Right. And if you were remotely not an asshole kid, you just did it. Right. But then at the end, you were sold a bad bill of goods and you had no job, and nothing to, to show for it. And my dad was like, it's fucked. You know, like, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah I, yeah. I feel for you, you know. And at this time, I was, you know, going to interviews at all these random places where he knew someone like Hess Corporate, Bank of America Corporate. Um, you know, Wall Street because my brother knew someone and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff and I still wasn't getting anything and it was killing me. And at the time my parents around the time got a, a, a beach house in Jersey. Mm-hmm. So they were there every weekend over the summer mm-hmm. and, and it was only an hour from my place in Philly. So I would start going out there on the weekends, every weekend, just cause to get away. Cause I was so depressed, you right, know, like right. not finding work. And yeah, I, we started bonding over like cycling. So mm-hmm. at the time I, I, I got into cycling and I was riding my old like Dino GT, like <laughs> BMX bike yes. when I was like 14. Yeah, And uh, I was, you know, 10 years, I haven't ridden a bike, you know, since I started to drive. And I was like, let me just get on this thing. And I'd bomb around the city. And then when I would go to the beach house, I, he had an old Cannondale hybrid. And that was like more like a road bike mm-hmm. and you could go for long distances. So I got really into that. And then me and him uh, started bonding over cycling again. Mm-hmm. Because he used to do it years ago and then, you know, just life. You know what I mean? Like right. he used to do some like five K's and do some running and do cycling, whatever. And then when I got into it and we started doing it together, it was a lot of fun. Like we would go out there and we'd ride forty miles, forty five yeah. miles and and you know, go grab a beer somewhere and then ride home and right. and it was we'd go to bike shops together. And he I, I convinced him to get a new a new actual road bike. So now he had a new nice road bike. Uh-huh. And then at that time, it was great because he knew. Like, he knew. Like, he knew why I was out there. He told yeah. me all the time. Like, yeah. you got to come out here and go for a ride by yourself and do whatever because you're going to fucking lose your mind right? just sitting, you know, at home
0: with nothing to do. Right, trying to get a job and not getting
1: Right, and, and remember, too, like, I, when I was in grad school and I was working two jobs mm-hmm. and, and, and going to school full time, I, I realized then I was a very high functioning person. Mm-hmm. Like I never complained. I actually kind of liked it. And I always liked that when I got my car, and I was leaving somewhere, I was going somewhere else. Like mm-hmm. it kept me busy. So I go from that to nothing. Yeah. Like my photography wasn't get, I was new. I know anyway in the city. So I, I wasn't getting work as a photographer. I wasn't yeah. getting work as as a person. And, and so it was really tough. Yeah. And I, I bowed with a lot of, you know, depression back then and stuff like that. And, you know, that they knew like they knew you come here every fucking weekend. You're 20 something living in the city. What are you doing? Hanging out with your parents. Right. But, you know, we might have long talks. You know, we'd we'd sit on the porch and there's like a nice water out front and we just drink and we'd smoke and mm-hmm. we'd just, you know, uh, have those conversations. I was thankful because I, I knew I knew like, like I said, we never fought a lot. Mm mm-hmm. But I knew that when I got into my twenties and thirties, like we would just more bond as like two dudes and not just like father son. Right. So, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. And to this day, it's the same thing, you know? And uh especially now with, you know, Riley and Lyric with two kids and and especially the I was, you know, kind of thrown into it right with uh with you know these these Chia pet kids already grown up and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything else. Yeah. That uh, you know, he he we have Candid conversations about it all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. You know, but I tell people all the time like, that's just kids. Like, you're growing up, you're you're their hero. Right. If you're a teenager, you're an asshole. Right, right. And then when you're in your 20s, they're your eights, you're their ATM. Yeah. And then when you get to like your late 20s and 30s, they're your best friend. Yeah. You know, hopefully. You hopefully, know? exactly. Because yeah. no, there are shitty not relationships the out there. there. Right. But, yeah. But that's generally kind of how it should go.
0: Right. And you start to have that. Especially as you become a dad, regardless so, so of all
1: the dumb shit you did.
0: Yeah. Regardless of whether or not you're coming into it at year right. six of the kids right. or day one in the hospital, you're still having that different understanding of what they had to go through, right. period. But also, what they had to go through with you and yeah with I mean, you, the other you kids. can imagine
1: it when you're when you're there from day one, de facto you're all they know, you're cool, right, right. imagine uh coming in when they're six, and who the fuck is this guy? Dude, yeah my mom, yeah, and it, you know, the only thing I think I had going for myself was. Growing up, I always loved just like hanging out with kids, you know, like I was Mm -hmm. a camp counselor Mm -hmm. and I had, you know, nieces and nephews and and people would see me like if I would go to a party, I'm like as sociable as I am, right? I can talk to fucking anybody. Yeah. I don't like crowds of people. I don't really know.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when I would go to these
1: parties, <laughs> yeah. I would just be the one, like, having a, a two-on-two basketball game with these, like, five-year-olds just dunking on them. People right, like, right. he's so great with kids. He's yeah. So. And then my brother and to me, like, he's just a, fu- he's the same fucking mentality. <laughs> yeah. Of course, you know. And that was the same thing. i tell him all the time, like, I'm an eight-year-old in my head. Like, it's cool. We yeah. You're going great. You know? And uh, so that really helped me because you can imagine dating someone with children, you know, and. And I knew a lot of single moms in New York and, you know, friends of mine had kids at 18, 19 years old. And, and I would feel so bad when they got older and they would try and have relationships and people would just like, oh, got a kid. Fuck that. I do that baggage. Yeah. Like, baggage. Really, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's called life. Like right. shit happens, yeah. you know, like I never judged my single parent friends, but I knew how hard that had to be. Yeah. You know, because you don't want parading around 10 fucking dudes in front of your kid. Right. Every six months. You don't right, want right. that. But at the same time, it's really hard to know when, like when me and Jess met, I knew she had kids and I told her like, you want me to meet them? Sure. You don't. Either way, it's your call. I don't care. Yeah. That's on you. Whenever you're comfortable, I'm down. Yeah. And it it was early on. I mean, it was probably what, like five months, six months, five or six months in that I met them Mm -hmm. and, and they were like little, you know, battered little dogs, you know, they'd see me and run into the room.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. But uh, I got, I, I got, I, I understood it. You know what I mean? So yeah. it was, it was a much different challenge. And it was getting to know them, you know, when they're that young, it's a little easy. Yeah. You know, hey, want to play video games? Cool. I like video games. And right. like you start kind of developing their rapport. Yeah. But getting to the point where, you know, they actually can open up to you and yeah. cry to you and tell you stuff and tell you they miss you and be affectionate when you really know that they weren't ever before. Yeah, you know, is is a really it's a nice thing.
0: So, do you remember <laughs> do the? You remember? Do you Sorry? remember the first time? Is it that Michael Jackson that you're just? No, that was oh. uh,
1: Earth Wind and Fire, right?
0: Oh, yeah. oh, you were going <laughs> disco and I was going very bad, <laughs> early '90s Michael Jackson. <laughs>
1: Do you remember the time? Mm. Yeah, not that one. Not that
0: one. So do you remember the time or around about the time that you first kind of started taking a more dad role with them? Like, do you even remember? reprimanding and stuff like that? Yeah, like when you first took a turn at discipline or something like that and, and how transitional that was for i mean did they kind of blow you off when no, you were doing that or was it so far they in? were
1: young enough and i'm big enough that it was mostly yeah, yeah. fear uh maybe fear of the fact that they don't know me that well mm-hmm. and it was like this guy could just kill us and then <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: like
1: no one would ever know yeah uh no but i uh i don't remember exactly i think it was when because even when we weren't living together i was still you know, I was still like, "Yo, pick up your plate," you know, or right, "Yo, right. pick up your room," or whatever. Don't hit your sister, you know. Yeah. So, but I don't know the exact moment, but I remember Jess and I having that conversation, and I told her like, if you if you are gonna want me to be involved in the process of like rearing and raising these children, mm-hmm. you know, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to be on the same page, right? And, and even even at times when maybe we don't agree with the other person, but the worst you can do is like. Is show the kids, I'm sure you know this. Like that, you're on opposite ends. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because then they know they can fuck with you. Yeah, you know. And then they know. Oh, they're divided. We got them. Yeah, you know. But um, so we it's you know like anything else, man. It's it's uh it's a work in progress, but it's been getting better. You yeah. know, like we'll, we we were literally in front of the kids, be like, you know, well, this is what I'm gonna do, but I will talk to your mother and we'll figure it out, yeah, and we're gonna yeah. table this for right now. But yeah. as far as I'm concerned, you're fucking done for three right, months, you know? Right. Yeah. But yeah, I remember in the beginning, I think I think it was just mostly fear, because yeah. again, there were at the time they were like, you know, seven, eight. You know, I mean, like anyone is huge at that point. Yeah. And they yell at you and have a booming voice. You're like,
0: oh boy, oh my right. god, oh my god, and oh my god. is you know? he at is he at level seven right now, or is this his ten? <laughs> what What are we? That here this might like, be four this
1: could be two this guy's <laughs> yeah. a fucking yeah. psycho, <laughs> so sometimes they'll kid they'll kid around they go like now they literally they don't even call me pop anymore, he's calling me manatee, and they'll they'll fucking I'll be like you know, stop doing that, relax manatee, it's fine, I'm like, you can't call me that, that's me and mommy's thing. Uh. Uh, but they do. I don't, it's over. I think yeah. it's hysterical. I have a tattoo of Manatee on my thigh.
0: Like, it's. Do you it. really?
1: Yeah, I'll show you
0: it. Okay. Well, you have pants on. So be I
1: it. meant like a picture of it. I'm not going to drop trout, but.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Sorry to disappoint
0: you. That's okay. Um, <laughs> so was there kind of a whitewashing period at all of them? Of So the thing that that automatically comes to my mind is where I work at the Uh animal hospital, Uh when we hire somebody who has been at a previous animal hospital, I always tell them we, we have to whitewash you. Right. So we want you to keep some of the information, but
1: like, you know how to put a needle in something. Yeah. Not necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Right.
0: So, I mean, was there a, like, this is the way our father used to be. And now, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. because you know what it, When we, when we first, when I first started coming around, I, like I could see, you know, like they, they, and it was weird to say this, but they weren't bad kids, Mm -hmm. right? They weren't like baby's kids, you know? But at the same time, I could see that they were kind of, and where Jess was, she was kind of overwhelmed and rightfully so, you know what I mean? So, so the kids would just kind of do whatever they wanted. Again, Mm -hmm. they weren't bad kids, but. But when I started coming around, I told her, like, I think they honestly want structure. Like mm-hmm. They want the discipline, you know, because I remember growing up, I had, oh man, like I, I was the kind of, I was friends with everybody, right? Like I would play sports, but I wasn't really a jock, but I would still be friends with the nerdy kids yeah, and, and yeah. in between. So I knew friends who just, you know, are now in jail or whatever. But mm-hmm. when we were kids, they would like their parents, like you'd go over there to smoke, and it was like cool, right? You yeah. smoke and drink, and my yeah. parents didn't give a shit. But I remember even then, even at like 13, 14 years old, being like, dude, doesn't isn't it kind of sad? Yeah. parents don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like they're never here. We do whatever we want. We it's take cool, your mom buys us cigarettes. Yeah, like, we don't have to even steal them. Like, and you know, then you you fast forward, like, I moved from that area of New Jersey, but then in like high school years, I was living in New York, I hear stories, you know, oh, so-and-so stole a car and got arrested and crashed mm-hmm. a tree. And I'm like, eh, no one's surprised. Right. Yeah. And so I knew that and I could kind of see, not that, but I could kind of see some of that in them mm-hmm. because, it, you know, with, with going back and forth all the time, both the parents were so drained. that It was kind of like they were just not even present. Right. And, you know, I told Jess, I was like, if you want me to be involved in this, like, I'll do it. But you know, like we got to kind of, you got to let me do my thing. Yeah. You know? And then the kids really honestly started coming around Mm -hmm. and, and again, it was tough because their father, I'm not going to speak ill of him, but he, you know, just is kind of like a, a not a very emotional guy. Mm -hmm. Not, he's not really, doesn't like beat him or yell at him. He's kind of like, even to the point where like, no one can really read him, you know, even the kids and like, to go from that to meeting me and everything else. Like there was that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there was those conversations where you would say, listen, you may get away with this shit at your dad's. Yeah. But that's his house. That's not our house. And if it's going to be that there's going to be things done differently, then, then things are done differently. Right. You know, and and you have to realize that. I mean, and, and we would tell him like, it doesn't matter whether you're here or at someone else's house, you always behave yourself. And, and, and that kind of thing, that's the standard, but it, you know, it was, it was letting them know, like there were certain things they definitely couldn't get away with. And, and I, and I think they appreciated it, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because they'd go to their dad's for the weekend and they'd come home and they'd run across the room and jump on me and hug me. I'm and sure. Jess would be like, they've never been like that, Yeah, you know? And, and she's like, they would never like that with their father and never yeah. like that with anyone. And, and I would tell them like, they probably just don't want to be there. Right. You know, and, and the he involvement, dump, he dumps level. Them, right. He dumps them on his mother a lot. So yeah. they go over there and her, his mother, unfortunately gets all the kids dumped on her. So she has like five or six kids, mm-hmm. like almost like a fucking daycare mm-hmm. at her house any given day. So a lot of it is, um, Lord of the flies around there, you know? Right. So the kids just kind of run the asylum and play video games and curse in front of each other. They have older cousins and stuff. And, yeah. And, uh, do whatever. And I think at the end, they're kind of like, all right, let's go home where people actually talk to us. Right, and right. People actually do things with us. Yeah. And, um, and that's tough, you know, because there's been times where both the kids, I remember last year, Lyric started Taekwondo. And, you know, if you know Lyric, she's very, you know, like mm-hmm. she's kind of always everywhere. So for her, it was tough to like concentrate and take it serious and all that kind of stuff. But it was the the going every, not every day, but they're going twice a week thing. Yeah. And when we started her, we started her late. So the instructor told us she can't miss any classes if she wants to get her yellow belt. Mm -hmm. So that was something we drilled in her. Like you have to go every day. Like every day you're supposed to go, you have to go. And one time I forget where we were. I was gone. I was traveling. And, and I, I get told after the fact that lyric didn't feel well, said she didn't feel well and didn't go to class on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, why? Like, uh, what do you Are sure she didn't feel well? She just didn't want to fucking go because she was mm-hmm. at her father's house. Mm. So I was like, all right, well, no, it's not a big deal. She said she can make it up on Wednesday. I was like, uh, okay, all right. But, you know, I, I still want to ask her about it. And she's like, whatever, it's fine. So then the kids came over and we're sitting there eating pizza and, and I wasn't yelling at her, but I was just asking a ton kind of having this conversation. I go, Eric, you know, uh, I heard you weren't feeling well the other day. And and you know I just wanted to let you know like were you really not feeling well? Um, You know because you didn't go to class. You know you really you have to go. Like this is you know this is part of learning a sport and all this stuff is you have to be go to practice and stuff. And she starts crying. And I'm like what the like what the fuck's going on? I go lyric why why are you crying? Like I'm not yelling at you. Mm -hmm. You're not in trouble. And she goes well I wasn't sick. And I'm like all right what what the hell's going on? Mm -hmm. You know like what's going on? And she said. I only told that to mommy because daddy said that when he got home, we'd watch a movie together. So I didn't want to go mm-hmm. to Taekwondo. I said, okay, so what happened? Well, daddy came home and he dropped us off at grandma's house across the street and him and Sadie, his girlfriend went to the bar.
0: Oh jeez, Yeah.
1: And I'm sitting here. At the time, she was probably eight, seven. This kid's crying yeah. over, over fucking pizza, yeah, because her asshole dad said, you know, watch a movie together, and then goes to the fucking bar that he right. goes to every night with his girlfriend.
0: So she's got double yeah. disappointment, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So I'm like, oh, I'm, fucking, I'm fucking like right to my heart, you know. Yeah. I tell Lyric, like I'm I'm sorry that's you know that's you know and and I'm having to tell her the thing that really honestly I should have no place is I'm telling her, like well you know your daddy loves you right mm-hmm. like he you know maybe sometimes he does think they're a little selfish and everyone does that and adults make mistakes but you know he him and mommy really love you mm-hmm. you know and and I'm having to fucking glorify this asshole
0: right right
1: and then she leaves and I'm sitting there with Jess and I start fucking crying mm-hmm. And then Riley comes in the room and he, you know, he's like a sniffer for fucking emotion. <laughs> so he's like, <laughs> what's wrong? So he comes in the room and, and he's like, Poppy, why are you crying? And I'm like, uh, and and we're, we're like, you know, trying to shield him from it, you know? Yeah. And then I just kind of was like, fuck it. I'm like, you know what? Riley and Jess was a little kind of like, stop, stop. No, yeah. no, no, no. He's got to know this. Yeah. I know right now your sister annoys the shit out of you, right? And your sister just is a fucking annoying and you fight with her and all that stuff. Well, there's going to come a time that any guy, anyone who fucking hurts her, you'll kill him, Right. Mm. That's your little sister. Yeah. You aren't there yet, but trust me when you're older and you're in high school and you'll, you'll feel that way. Now here's the hard thing. The guy that is going to hurt your sister and make her cry might be your dad. And sometimes you might just stand up to your dad and tell him to stop being a fucking asshole and stop making your sister cry. And who wants to say that to a nine-year-old? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it was really hard because you if you could blame it on the fact that he was a drunk or a drug addict, it doesn't make it as an excuse of behavior, but at least you have something to blame. Right, And imagine telling a kid, no, your dad's not a drunk. Your dad's not a drug addict. He's just a selfish prick who doesn't want to spend time with you.
0: Especially in the limited time that he does have.
1: Oh, you would think like the way he fought for them, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The
1: way he went from being a full-time dad to 50-50 custody. You would think that when he went from us being primary and him getting three weekends a month, he'd come over during a week and take him out to eat take him out to dinner, yeah. spend no, more time of course with him not. twice, maybe, maybe twice yeah. in two years.
0: And that's why he is their father. <laughs> yeah. My father. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, and believe me, it's it's hard to say that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like people people see what I do and, and they'll, in the weirdest fucking way, it's almost like when you meet someone in the military and you want to tell them, thank you for your service, but you don't want to be like bringing up um, right, if right, they right. went to war, and all yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, and, and that's what people talk about around me sometimes. They'll they'll sit there and talk to me like, "Dude, I, I never knew like those weren't your really your kids." And I go, "Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, they're, you know, they're my girlfriends from previous marriage. They're not biological. I go, but they're you know they're my, they're my kids." You yeah, know? and they're like, "Wow, that's you know," and like they're kind of trying to say, "Dude, that's nuts. <laughs> You're fucking raising somebody else's kids."
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. I respect the gravity of the situation. Don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like, I just. To me, it was, like, you know, uh, not that big a deal. Yeah. You know, to me, at least. And, But at the same time, I, when I tell people about it and I, and I talk about, you know, her their father, I, I sometimes say, like, I sometimes wish I didn't have to be this guy. Like, if he was just more present and more around and more attentive, maybe these kids weren't wouldn't be, you know, demanding what they do for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And that's hard, you know, because... I, I, I know I used to like, I never really talk about him online, but when that happened, like I wrote, I wrote, I made this fucking stupid Facebook me- update and I was like, you know, when you they fucking, yeah, book, when you're fucking making, I'm the one holding your daughter and she's crying mm-hmm. and all this shit, dude, keep fucking up, man. You're making me look like a rock star. Yeah. You know what seriously, I mean, because yeah. I, I don't even have to fucking do anything right? And compared to you. I'm fucking Brad Pitt. Right. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, it That part kind of pisses me off sometimes, yeah. you know, like I, I taught the kids how to swim. Mm-hmm. I taught them how to ride a bike. Right. You would think their father would want some hand in that or at least would have done it before I came around. Nope. And again, those are things I enjoy. But yeah, there is some times where I go like, this isn't my job. Yeah. You know what I mean? Again, at the same time, anyone ever asked me, they're my kids. Yeah. I would never call them my stepkids. It sounds stupid. And uh, I would just tell them they're they're my girlfriend's kids from they marriage. married. If, if you ask. If it doesn't even get to that point, I don't think it's anyone's fucking business. Yeah. You know, but there are some people who will, like, put the math together and go, oh, oh.
0: tell me what's going on here. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You yeah. never told me
1: this. <laughs> I'm like, not that big a deal. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, I think that that's kind of the cool... Little twist to this is that you think about, I mean, you always hear that little anecdote or whatever mm-hmm. that any, anybody can be a parent or you
1: no, know, anyone any, can be a father, right? Anyone, and it's yeah. a real man to be a dad or something, yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: And I mean, truly, like, and I, I know about it from single moms mm-hmm. that I know yeah. and whatever that have just complete deadbeat dads and that are just so absent and it's just crazy. Like even, even before I was a dad thinking about it, I still had that. How do you do that kind of thought? But now just like you were saying, like the level of respect for a single mom or a single dad, like Mm -hmm. I know a few of those out there as well who are just, in the grind and somehow working and taking care of the kids and whatever like that level of just awe of that person is remarkable but yes any guy can
1: it's true man like i and and i i never understood it and not to judge. I mean, I, it just, to me, it was just like, hey, whatever. If you're cool with that, if you're cool with someone being out there, being like a part of you and you don't want right. what to do with them. Whatever. You yeah. know, like that wouldn't be me. But I remember I had a buddy. I had a buddy growing up that he, he his mom was, a, he was raised with a single mom mm-hmm. and never knew his father. And uh, he was the hardest working dude I ever knew. Like he was a mechanic and, you know, just at eighteen was I mean at seventeen in high school was helping pay the bills in the house with his mom and all this stuff. And he was at one point, he was with a girl who wasn't very right for him. And uh she ended up they like were on a break and she cheated and I went okay, I won't say cheated, they're on a break, but you mm-hmm. know how that shit goes, right? Like, I saw case. friends.
0: <laughs> I don't know how that goes. Yeah. I guess that's so, not a very good yeah. thing for me to say, but I've seen but yeah. it because other people were watching right. it. Right, you know, right, right. The cool so, stuff I was watching was over. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So so uh, that happened. And lo and behold, she's pregnant. And he knows it's not his. Mm-hmm. But she wants to get back together because that dude's fucking high and gone. You know? Right. And I remember he, he was having these conversations. Like, I think I'm going to do it. What? <sighs> Yeah. Like, not only is that not your kid, that's like not even your fucking problem yeah, anymore. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. you know, like, and but he was all in, gung ho. Yeah, because he he said, you know what, I'm not gonna fucking let some kid grow up like I did. Yeah,
0: not knowing who the huh. father yeah. is.
1: You know, and and if that means it'll be me, and as far as that kid's fucking concerned, fine. But uh, I'm gonna do it, and you know, like, what, what the fuck are you fucking to say to that?
0: Yeah.
1: At the time, he was at like, 20 you know? And, oh, wow. and I remember at that, I respected the shit of him period. Right. Yeah. that he was a hard worker and all that stuff. But at this point I was like, dude, it's like a goddamn martyr. Like, yeah. whoa. Yeah. You know? And, and it ended up not even working out because she was batshit crazy and it just ran away anyway. Mm-hmm. But, uh, he was like, he was, it was it. Like he, like, he, he looked like almost like he went around telling everyone, like he wasn't just walk out the pasture and, and kind of die. Like yeah, he was yeah, kind of yeah. going around and saying like, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna do it. It's been real. Uh, I won't ever see you again. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Going up to be a full time dad, and um, uh, and but it never happened. But I remember like, and now he's got three daughters. You know, fast forward, uh, he's a single dad, a, not single dad, but um, divorced dad of, oh. uh, of of three daughters. And you know, I haven't seen him in a while, but definitely will say hi to him. You know, we, we spoke a couple months ago. But yeah. it, it again, that was the beginning to me. Like you were saying, that was that was what people say to me sometimes now, mm-hmm. you know, like, dude, how the fuck you do it. And right. Like, and I tell, I tell the kids all the time, and it's kind of fucked up. I'll tell them, you know why it gets me so upset is that you're not shitty, bratty kids, but you're acting like shitty. Yeah. Kids. Yeah. So if you were shitty, bratty kids, guess what? I wouldn't fucking be here. And I'll look at Jess and she's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, if you <laughs> were some babies, kids, if I met them and they were little shits, oh well, Jess. Hey, you know, it's been fun. Yeah, See you yeah. later, and we'll hang out. If you want to hang out, come hang out and get drinks, and that's that. Yeah. But I tell people all the time, like they're great kids, and yeah. so for me, it was it was an easy choice,
0: right? Know? It is a full, it's a full package that you're bringing there, Jess.
1: Oh, I thought he was talking to me. I was like, "Oh, it's a, thank you.
0: Well, I, you hadn't started showing me your manatee on your thigh yet." So, once that happened, Yeah.
1: Though. No, but it was. I mean, and it was like the it was the imagine like, "Oh man, imagine two two boys or two girls, huh babe?" That would be a fucking completely different dynamic. But I think yeah, because it was a boy and a girl, they were similarly aged. Mm-hmm. I kind of was jealous of them about that. Because that was another thing that started playing into it was um I'm the youngest of three by a lot. So, like, my brother is seven years older than me and my sister is 10 years older than oh, me. Oh,
0: yeah. So, you got a so big gap.
1: When I when we started talking about having our own kid together, like, one thing that kind of got me choked up a little bit would be no matter what, if we have this kid, whether it's next year or in a couple years, it's going to be the same exact kid as me me. Mm-hmm it's going to have all those same hangups and feel like they're missing out because the other two are older mm-hmm. and are closer in age and they do stuff together. And you feel like you're just Guys, massive third you know? wheel. Yeah, yeah. 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 And then not even that, like from when I was 11 on, I was pretty much an only child
0: because mm-hmm. my
1: brother and sister were in college and they went off to college and they, they were gone. Like that right, was it. Right. They never came back. I still see them. They didn't go off the war, but I mean like they, they went, you know, they moved other places. Yeah. But, so when I hear about that, it, yeah, definitely that definitely is something I think about being a parent to my own child with Jess. Yeah. Uh that's something that I'm like, well at least they're gonna I'm gonna be able to tell them I know what you're going through. Right. You know, like that was me. Yeah, yeah. And and with Jess and uh, your Jess, with uh with Riley and Lyric, they'll be old enough where they can like help out and it's yes. not like which is you know, huge. It's not like lading the tramp where you think they're gonna fucking smother the kid when they, right, right, <laughs> when they get right. replaced. Yeah. You know? um but. said
0: like a true parent <laughs> you would never have five six years ago you would have never dropped a lady in the tramp reference and lived yeah that's true i was hanging out in philly <laughs> and i dropped a lady in the tramp reference <laughs> and that's why i can't walk <laughs> or something
1: yeah no it's that's accurate that <laughs> no, no, is like, yeah.
0: All right. Yeah. I think we've gone full circle. Oh, I think we have. Yeah. With everything. Why don't you tell us mm-hmm. everywhere? Yes. That we can find you in the, in right. the ether. Drum out roll. There.
1: So I'm a photographer by trade, like all of us here. Yep. So if you want to see my work, you can go to Jose Rosado, R O S A D O, photo, dot com. More recently, and how, you, and how we've been kind of getting into these kind of conversations, I started a podcast called The Angry Millennial. So if you go check that out, it's theangrymillennialshow.com. Which
0: That's... you can also find on yes. iTunes. Okay, yeah, 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 you can also
1: find it on iTunes, on Stitcher. We're on Instagram, Angry Millennial Show, I believe. And then on Twitter, we are Millennial Angry. I'm dyslexic, but it's because Angry Millennial was taken.
0: Oh, was it really? Yeah. By, uh, by what? I, just some guy it, yeah, who's it's, like, it's fucking dead. I'm
1: angry, yeah. and I'm a millennial. Yeah, and he has like a cup of coffee. Two tweets. Yeah, from like five years ago. Oh, uh, that's the But worst. you can't, you can't do anything about yeah, it on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and then on Snapchat, Snapchat, now we're on on Snapchat. Snapchat and Facebook. It's uh, I believe it's just the angry millennial, okay. angry millennial podcast. On and Facebook. you
0: also have your own social stuff.
1: Yes. So all of mine, thankfully, is basically the same. Jose Rosado photo. And that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, Jess and I do some wedding work and it's J like kind of like Bradgelina, uh, J E J O weddings.com.
0: And then your most recent addition <laughs> to the Jose Rosado empire. <laughs> and, and I don't know, you have the Twitter <laughs> for it.
1: Oh yes, so it's it has a site. So if you go, oh, okay. if you go to if you go to depression dot com, it's uh it's basically my little way of trying to help spread. Get, I should say not spread, but getting more people to talk about stuff that creatives go through, mm-hmm. you know, depression and suicide and that kind of stuff. So I started that, and it's right now it's really just a couple blog posts and uh, on Twitter it's um sad creatives s a d which sounds horrible, but I couldn't get anything else I mean so so we're gonna see I might make that into a separate podcast itself mm-hmm. um I'm also talking to a couple of people to help help write a lot more content for the blog um people who are pretty high profile too cool in, in an attempt to make it kind of like, oh wow, they're being open and talking about it, right, and kind of maybe hopefully breaking down the the stigma behind it,
0: yeah, I like it. All right. There are the many <laughs> <I> avenues <know. laughs> to Jose. You're like a you, I told you a functioning person. Yeah.
1: I, I I never can people fault me for it and tell me I don't take anything too serious if I have all these things going on. But um if
0: you're a plate spinner, you're a plate spinner. Yeah. Like not yeah. everybody who plate spins drops all the plates. Yeah. There yeah. are the people who are successful at it that everybody looks at and says, Wow.
1: How the fuck do you do? Look it? look yet? at
0: all those plates. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but right now, it, it definitely is the, the podcast is my, my main focus. I, I started teaching last year, so that for me is my own photography thing. Mm-hmm. I don't shoot as much as I used to, and I'm okay with it.
0: Um, so I'll do this. Fork in the road? I'll do, well, before we'll, we'll split off to the okay. fork in the road. Okay, you guys, that was my episode with Jose rosado which we gave you all of his particulars for you to be able to find all of his stuff online i will give you mine in just a second but thanks for listening i really do appreciate it thanks again to jose and jessica for uh letting me go up to santa monica on hardly any notice at all and record with you guys it was really cool to be able to sit and do that uh in person as opposed to doing it over skype or something like that So I'm glad that was able to happen. I'm really, really sorry about the bad cut there. I will focus on that in future episodes. We were just talking and it just kept going through and we did not really think about having to make a break in between our normal episode and our Fork in the Road very well, which you will also see at the front end of that Fork in the Road episode. I apologize So you guys can find the website is daddyunscripted.com, which is the original blog site. And the episodes will always be there, of course, as well. Uh, You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook under Daddy Unscripted. You can find the podcast, and we welcome you to do that on iTunes, uh, as well as the podcast app on your iPhones or other iDevice you can find us on Stitcher and on Google Play for those of you who use Androids or other smartphones. And if you do find us there, I would love for you to subscribe and leave a review. Those things are... Super, super helpful for the podcast to gain some extra legs and traction with other listeners that I wouldn't wouldn't be able to pull into the fold on my own. So that can potentially lead to some special guests that I wouldn't be able to get a hold of, and really kind of broaden the podcast, which would be great. So Uh, Just wanted to say thanks again to you guys. Your support early on has meant so much to me, and uh, let's keep it going. I would really love for this to be a very long-term exercise for you all and for myself as well and for something to really capture the spirit of a lot of these dads and kind of get all of this documented in their lives as well as their lives with their fathers, etc., and their children. So thanks again for listening and a new episode should be coming out very shortly keep your eye out